a warrior kit. It's a hoodie, a hat, and a yeah. white belt. Oh, that's a name for the kit. Yeah, I've, I'm at a karate, oh, or karate white belt in it too. That's tight. Yeah, you got to earn your stripes. That's cool. Yeah, I'll use the belt to whip my editors when they're going too slow on the keys. That's the way to go. That's yeah, the way to go. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait on nobody can't wait on nobody nobody gets it nobody gets it and that's a great way to go into this are we rolling we're rolling this is the nobody gets a podcast i'm here with my buddy andrew sandler a great director a great filmmaker a great producer and i just wanted to have you on because i'm starting this podcast up and i'm just trying to get some core individuals that were our close friends but also people we work with and just you know have a casual conversation like this and uh, thanks for taking the time. Cool. No problem. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Let's keep it casual. Keep it casual. That's what it's all about, man. I've been listening to a lot of like armchair expert Dax's podcasts and like Will Arnett's park. You, do you listen to any podcasts? Yeah, I listen to a bunch. I was listening to uh, Roger Deakins podcast on the way here. Well, he just good. had Matt Reeves on it. who's like one of my favorite directors of all time. Nice. Did the Batman and Planet of the Apes. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Roger Deakins is the DP, right? Yeah. Like the infamous, yeah, he's a really cool most podcast. iconic. Yeah, yeah, I like. I need to check that out. I like the the one with like Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and mm. Sean Hayes. They're funny. I haven't heard that one yet, but it's good. I like it when it's them. more like three people going back and forth. Like this is cool, but um, I like it when it's like way more people talking to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. I mean, it's a casual conversation. The theme is that we'll kind of touch on is like what is it that nobody gets about yourself but it's not to get all like you know emo about it. it's like what is it nobody gets about the work you put in because we're in an industry where we are 24 7 you know we're working on weekends or long nights doing things you're making films you're making music videos documentaries i want to talk about too um and it's like what is we want to just use this as an educational tool to show younger kids we have nine interns in the building for dojo house all of them are you know coming on set with us and learning from us firsthand and i think it's cool when they get to, they're cutting up these episodes and they get to learn from yourself. We had Jordan Wazi on before this. Um, and, you know, just like directors just coming in here and talking about, as much as we don't like to talk about ourselves, we're just going to talk a little bit about the origin story and just things we've learned. Yeah. Right? I think that's what it's about at the end of the day is being able to give back to the next generation of filmmakers. And even though it's sometimes weird to talk about yourself, it's cool to look back and see how far we've come. I agree. And I mean, I, I think we can even go into like, I'm going to start there. Like it's 2023. How I even first met you was like 2019. And it's, it's a good story because you, you know, you reached out to Waz who was working with um, MGK, the artist at the time. And you guys had a music video coming up, but there's the music video for, I think I'm okay. 2019 with, with MGK and Travis and young blood. And you directed that. And for me, like that was our first time really getting into a, um, not, not a set, but like a film set that was very like, you were with Underwonder and Frank and people. And it was just like, holy shit, this is fun as hell. I mean, you, you had a great concept where we were in like that rundown motel and like everyone was there, but it was just cool to see firsthand, like how operate, like how operating it worked. Yeah. And, um, that was a crazy, crazy job to experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, we had everyone and everyone was showing up like the Nelk boys were there. Yeah. Know, Cyrus was showing up. I remember like my my job on the set was just like doing like B-roll camera footage. Like we had like a little like room to the side where yep. we had every extra come and just say like something's fucking wrong with me. And we were just getting the energy out while you were doing all the main ace yeah. cam footage. 
But yeah, I mean, that was a that like that's how we got introduced to you. And I was just super inspired by you and how you ran the set. And um, you really brought us into the world of like, before that, I didn't know what production company like structure was and how the whole label situation worked. I mean, you were definitely the first like person that kind of opened our eyes, our group's eyes into like, this is how the process is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, that was a crazy video to experience. That was like one of those lightning in a bottle moments where everything like everything had to align in that day for that specific video to work and that concept to work. And we such a good team on it for everyone, you know, everyone contributed their talents in some sort of way from, you know, you to Waz to, you know, everybody who's on set that day, literally the video could only work if everyone did their thing. And it's cool that that was kind of your first experience, um, working with me and, and, you know, on that kind of set, because, uh, I think that's such a good story of like just throwing yourself into the fire and just contributing whatever you can to a product. Because I think what people don't realize at the end of the day is, you know, obviously the the director usually gets all the shine, but like, you know, same thing like a NASCAR driver. The NASCAR driver only exists because of his pit crew, right? So it's mm-hmm. like I'm only as good as the the team that's around me to to support me and kind of like lift me up. Yeah. So that's that's a great example of a video where like would have been shit if I didn't have a good team around me. Yeah, I mean, like even like we're used to just having like one DP on there and there was one DP, but there was also like, shout out to Rob Witt. Yeah. Rob Witt, your boy. And like, he was doing, dude, he was doing all the spins with the crane. (laughs) And first time for me to see that was pretty cool. But like, you like Jacob Owens up in there. I think Corey Burmester was shooting too. It really felt like all these DPs now were just like out, like you just said, like everyone was just doing their part. Yeah. And it was like one of those good videos. And it was also monumental for those three artists, career going into that. And you work with Travis Barker, like pretty frequently. Was that the, first time you worked with him or i had worked with him a couple times before that um on some smaller videos and then separately i'd work with mgk on a couple of videos um and also youngblood separately so yeah. it was cool because all the artists in that video i'd worked with separately um and they came together for this track and it was cool to be able to do the track you know that track with them and like the video and song did so well it kind of like launched them it started the era of to... mgk's like rock punk rock era into that i believe and like yeah, it was just like, that's a really good one we look back on. And it's like, man, everything about that day was just awesome. Yeah, it was All fun. the stuff that came out of it. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of kept going from there. And you, yeah, to get to working with Travis closely, which is really cool. You, what's special with you is like, you do a really good job at developing relationships with the artists, not just like one-offs. Mm-hmm. And that's special. Um, and even before that, like, you know, kind of we said documentaries, like you did like a documentary with like Chris Brown, Mary J. Blige, you produced those, right? Uh, I directed those. You directed those. Did the Cash yeah. Money doc for Spotify. Yeah. Um, a couple of docs I'm working on right now and a concert film that just came out in theaters. Um, but I feel like you have to now. You kind of have to be multifaceted in your approach, especially as a director, um, to be able to do music videos, commercials, documentaries. You know, my goal is TV and film. So um, to be able to do all of that, I think, is how you kind of stay busy, but also like refine your craft because they all require a different muscle. You know, like music videos is one, maybe two, maybe, maybe three, if you're lucky, uh, shoot days with about a week of prep usually before that. So it's like a sprint. But then when you switch over to documentaries, you could be working on a documentary for one, two, three years. The Chris Brown documentary, for example, um, we weren't working consistently on it every day, obviously. But like I would say the span of it was over a two year period where you're consistently getting new footage in, interviewing new, new people. And the storyline continues to change, obviously, because the artist, um, you know, is always kind of doing new things. You have to decide what you want to include in the evolution of the storyline. Right. Yeah. Um, Did you like it that way? Where it was like, 
all like take like over a period of time or did you want it to just knock it out? I think it's different, you know, like I enjoy music videos and commercials differently from, um, you know, narrative and documentary space. I think like I enjoy different aspects of them. Um, I think documentaries are awesome and they're so much fun. I think you have to really love whatever you're doing because if you're spending two years of time on something, like you really got to be close to it and, you know, be involved with it for that long. And some people just prefer to do, you know, the, the quicker music video and commercial shoots. But, um, I think it just depends what your goals are as a director or a producer and what, you know, what you want your evolution or what you want your career to look like. Yeah, for sure. Is there any like music videos, uh, music videos that's like we talked about, I think I'm okay. Is there any other music videos that stuck out that you like, had that same feeling like we just talked about probably think i'm okay like yeah what other ones do you, um, you kind of remember that well you i felt? mean before i think i'm okay you know i started actually um in like i would say probably 2012 i did my first music video and i started off as a producer mm-hmm. and editor uh even though the goal was always directing i kind of fell into producing and editing for a couple of years before i got my foot uh in the door as a director but being able to be an editor uh and a producer has just helped me tremendously in being able to become a good director. Um, Just being able to communicate with producers and kind of problem solve with them in a way that I can understand the vocabulary. I can, you know, look at a hot budget with a producer and be able to kind of assess where things are at. And then creatively, how does that line with what you're trying to do within the budget? And I think that's from what I've heard from producers I work with, that's been really helpful. And same thing as an editor, you know, I'm able to look at a video treatment as an editor. And if we only have a 12 hour day, I'm able to look at it from an edit perspective and be like, what do we really need? What's most important? Where do I want to be in this verse and this hook and not overshoot it? Um, some videos, like, I think I'm okay. You do want to overshoot cause you just want to always be seeing something new and have so much footage, um, to be able to cut to, but the other videos are a lot more specific and they have a much more dialed in approach. Um, one video I really loved that I shot after I think I'm okay was, um, young, but young blood hope for the underrated youth. Was that which, the one in international? Yeah. We shot yeah. in Sofia, Bulgaria, and that was just an incredible experience because I got to tap into some narrative storytelling. Yeah. Um, they won some awards, right? Yeah. Uh, it was nominated oh, for best sense. rock video for the, uh, MVPA, yeah. um, and a couple others, but that was just like, that was an incredible experience being able to work with an international crew. They give such a different perspective, um, uh, on filmmaking sometimes that's so much fun. And of course, Dom is like one of the coolest guys to work with. And yeah. he's so involved in every creative aspect of it. So like to be in this remote location with like just him and me and, and, you know, the cast and crew, like in this remote area of Bulgaria, and we're just kind of dropped there and it's like, all right, you got like 12 hours to make magic. And we're just dialed in the whole day. Yeah. Um, just, you know, checking boxes off our shot list. Yeah. Um, did you like it better shooting in Bulgaria versus like America? I mean, the dollar goes a lot yeah. further, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's different. Anytime yeah. I can shoot internationally, like yeah. sign me up. Yeah. Like it's so much fun. The, yeah. Architecture, the environment. Yeah. It's, like, everything has a different look, a different yeah. feel. The texture is different. Um, like I said, the approach for some of the DPs are a little bit different than DPs here in some ways. Um, but that was just so much fun to be able to have a different set of um, obstacles uh, to face. Um, and then after that, I did the Dark Side video with Blink-182, um, which was a totally different concept than that because this was uh, a one-take dance video with about 40 kids, Yeah, which was uh, interesting and fun to be able to kind of like problem solve and figure that one out. Um, but yeah, I think like ever since then I've, I've been able to really tap into tap in more into videos that, um, that really resonate with me that I really enjoy 
you know, making, I think that you want to make a video, or at least I try to make a video that's for both me and the artist, even though their needs are a priority, obviously you're making a video that's going to have their face on it. So you want to make sure first off that, um, it's something that they love, but I've been, you know, very, uh, aware of, of taking projects only that really make sense for me at that's this important. point. I mean, that's yeah. important in our careers now. Like definitely when we were first starting out, it's like saying yes to everything and trying to just like taking a budget cut and just making it work. Cause I was telling one other director this morning, I'm like, you know, you need to show work to get work. Mm -hmm. So you can't just like expect that every job, like, oh, like I want to do commercials. I'm trying to get my film commercials. Like, okay, well, let's make some specs. Like just even that's yeah. the thing too. Like just go make a 30 second spec on like a liquor commercial that we can show to liquor brands. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we're at a point of our careers now where we evaluate, is this like good for me, good for my career? And um, it's important that way. I mean, we definitely yeah. put the hard work in the past years to get to this point. Yeah. And it's important that way. Yeah. But that's like a good tool that I think we, whoever's listening to this, it's like, you know, if they're young, they want to get into this. It's just like you, A, just be willing to do anything, but also mm -hmm. go create something to show people what it is too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get in their own way and they kind of wait for opportunities to arise before they tackle them. And, you know, you, you know, we're cut from the same cloth in the, in the sense that we don't wait for anybody. It's like, no. we're always... Um, dialing in our relationships yeah. with artists and managers and commissioners and we're out there constantly fighting to to get work um, sometimes against each other but <laughs> but um, but you kind of have to it's I don't know like... if I've ever won anything against you <laughs> if that means anything love it yeah 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 <laughs> no but you know it's cool that we're able to like you know compete against each other I guess if that's what you want to call it in the music video world but like also we you know just did a short film together and we're yeah. also to come together for things like this um, you know, cause there's a sense of community also, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but just to circle back to, I think what, what nobody gets is no matter That's what well. level of, um, no matter what level you get to in this industry. And, you know, I did music videos cause I'm a fan of music videos Same, and I'm yeah. a fan of music video directors that came before me, like Mark Romanek and Anthony Mandler, uh, and Dave Myers. And, um, they're always, they're still fighting for the projects that they want if you talk to any of them. So I think the misconception is like you get to a certain level and it's just like, you know, smooth sailing and, and it's not. You're cons consistently fighting for the jobs that you want to yeah. get. There's always going to be new people. There's always going to be new technologies mm -hmm. like, you know, like VFX was, you know, people can do VFX stuff or whatever and having that Unreal Engine skill can yeah. maybe separate you from other people too. Yeah, um, but it's great because it yeah. forces you to evolve, you yeah. know, like it forces you to not get comfortable um, yeah too comfortable yeah. and like you have to um you have to evolve evolve or die right and yeah. it's like it's it's a blessing and a curse to have to evolve i think everything is evolving so quickly now where it's uh it's becoming interesting times i think for a lot of creatives and filmmakers especially if you can get caught if you get too caught up in social media and what everybody else is doing it's really easy to fall in that trap of um you know that kind of I don't know, what would you call it? That kind of like self-doubt uh, um, and yeah. like all those things, yeah, right? Yeah, like doubting yourself or second guess, looking at other people, like you're looking at other people, what they're doing when you should just focus yeah. on like what you can do and better yourself to do better what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if my if I do a video that is better than my last video, that's that's a success for yeah. me. So I just try and even though it's important to look what people are doing just to kind of um, see what's out there. I think the best thing you can do is kind of have tunnel vision, yeah. own in what makes you different from other other directors and just kind of like run, keep your head down and run. Yeah. 
And then also what you said about the music video directors that you were you kind of named off and list off. One thing I, I love why we do music videos, and I'm sure you do too, it's like you're working with Travis Barker. Like you, you were the same age. Like you probably grew up with Blink-182 on your wall, like a poster of them. And that, I was saying in the last episode, it's like those full circle moments of those people, like you did Lil Wayne, you mm-hmm. did Rick Ross, like you've done like some really cool artists that we grew up on. Yeah. And that's a cool thing where it's like, man, this guy was on my wall. I recently I did Aerosmith, which was like Aerosmith, such yeah. a cool bucket list moment. Yeah. And it's like they now, Steven Tyler is sitting with you at the video is trusting you with, yeah. the, with the vision. And that's, that's a really cool thing to have come a long way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's something, you know, you build, you build over time and, um, you know, I was talking to someone today who was just trying to figure out like, you know, how, how do I start? And I'm just like, you just got to start building, like go find a band that has $2,000 that yeah. want to make a music video. And like, don't worry about it sucking. Like literally yeah. you just have to start and just that, you know, start. and then the next video will be 5,000. The next video after that will be 10,000. I think a lot of people are looking at what, at what we do because we're doing it at the highest level. And if it's not that, then they don't want it. And what mm-hmm. they forget is like, this is, I've been in the game for 10 years now. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I, like my first music videos were in my parking garage um, when I was at USC, like with us, with a, was it back then a Canon 7D, yeah. you know, like they're so fun to watch now to see how far I've come. But like, you have to, you have to start somewhere and kind of start with those building blocks. Yeah. And that, that point is really good. I mean, that's something that like, I've seen our, some of our friend directors do and what I even have, you know, Jesse who works with Dojo House do right now. It's like reaching out to the managers, reaching out to those artists that are like coming up mm-hmm. and being like, Hey, we, we want to work with you. We want to build with you. Cause this artist might be huge in a year or two from now. And you're just kind of getting with them now. And yeah. it's important that way to just like, that's, that's a great, like, I, like giving a tip or advice to someone that's like, how do I get going? It's like, why don't you just go on TikTok or why don't you go on yeah. the viral charts and see who is like popping now and see if they have a video offer, be their guy. And then they'll eventually give you two, five, 10, 20, 50. Like it just works yeah. that way. Plus I think it's, it's good practice to learn how to talk to music artists, you yeah. know, figure out that language, how to figure out what they want. Cause it's not black and white. Sometimes it's, it's like reverse psychology and like trying to figure out yeah. what's in their head. Cause sometimes artists don't necessarily know. Right how to say it, they might want something, but don't know how to articulate it. And it's our job as a director to really figure out how to how to speak to them and how to get what you want from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so just starting with with new artists like this, you know, it's less stress that way. Yeah. Um, and the last yeah. thing you want to do too is like, just you want you want those building blocks because the last thing you want to do is like, think you're above that and go to an artist and then you're just not prepared. Yeah. And you're n- don't know what you're doing. And then they'll, they'll never forget that. Like this guy, 80, 86 this guy don't remember yeah. not to work with him so it's important that like enjoy the process of learning on those smaller bit budget videos to get to where you are yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah you know yeah and you can't you can't forget what the end goal is too you know like um uh you know like, like if you're you know like what what is your end goal people i think get lost in like keeping up with the joneses and like they forget what the end goal is like for me it's film and tv right yeah. so i try to at least interject some level of like narrative storytelling into my music videos and commercials now so that I can use that for my narrative reel and be able to get to the film and, you know, yeah. film and TV stuff. We just did a, you know, a short film um, together that, you know, we put some of our own money in. And I think like sometimes you have to do things like that to be able to, to get to the next level. Um, Cause for me, it's about ownership. Like how cool is it now that, you know, we're doing music videos on this side, but now we also have a short film that we own a hundred percent of yeah. that we could take to, you know, festivals and like feel really good about, um, you know, something that we created from nothing. Yeah, no, I'm happy you touched on that. You're talking about the short film Before I Go. 
you and uh, your fiance um, that didn't write. Tyler Schultz wrote it. Wrote it with yeah, you, right? I co-wrote it with Tyler wrote Schultz. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, my fiance Veronica, who's yeah. an absolutely incredible actress, uh, Yo, stars yeah. in it. Dude, when I she saw crushes that, it. when I saw that first dailies when I was uh, about a month ago, and I was what was the part? Oh, uh, well, I, won't, I don't know if I want to give it away. Uh, do I want to? Yeah, like, sure. The, the part which stabs, you know, yeah. the stabbing part. There's some part they won't but get got, it out of context. Yeah, it's out of context. But but um, <laughs> there's a there's a good story here. But yeah, I mean, I got chills watching her performance. It was really good. And yeah, I mean, the whole context of this is that yeah, you guys had this script. You guys did a really good job. You brought the Seed and Spark, which is a crowdfunding source, um, raised money there. I love you as a friend. Love you as a, a collaborator. So does Abby, my partner with Dojo House, longtime friend of yours too. We're like, yo, we want to get into this because, like you just said, we had the music video stuff, we got commercial stuff, and we all want to get into film stuff. Yeah. And the four of us, you and Veronica, me and Abby, like, I'm happy we all did it together, and we're fine with putting our own money into it because. I invest in people. I invest in the, the things I want to invest in and I believe in. And I believe for all four of us, it's going to take us to where we want to go. Yeah. Or at least the next steps that we are really intrigued to go to. And um, yeah, I mean, we shot this in New York. And I say we, but I wasn't actually on the ground. You guys really shot this in New York. We found a cool found a cool diner in New Jersey. Um, yeah, we can talk about it before I go if you want. Yeah, yeah, for that. sure. Yeah. I mean, it was an awesome experience, like yeah. being able to, you know, write and produce and like come up with something that doesn't have uh, an agency or a label kind of behind it or a video commissioner yeah. kind of steering the way. Like it was all on us, the success and failure, right? Um, which can be daunting, but is also incredibly freeing, you know, like to be able to be on set and like the only person you really have to respond to is yourself. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I would love to say that it was effortlessly flawless, but I learned so much from this experience. And it just goes back to like, no matter what level you get to, there's literally always something new to learn. Yeah. And so just being a student of the game is so important. Yeah. What did you find? Uh, I mean, was this your first directed short film? Um, uh, Like a short narrative short film narrative, on, yeah. on this level. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like I said, like, it, uh, you know, a lot of music videos I've done will have small little narrative bits within yeah. it, but this is the first thing that's like a full, you know, 15 minute narrative with yeah, a story arc and story. Arc, uh, yeah. character arc and dialogue. And, um, you know, I think working with actors is so, it's such a, a, you know, a skill that has to be learned over time. And anybody who's maybe a music video director or commercial director now and wants to be a film director, I highly re recommend um, going to an acting class or just talking with actors. Because when you're dropped on set with 15 pages of dialogue and the clock is ticking, like you got to know how to get what you want from them. Yeah. Um, and so that was just a fun experience being able to like really roll my sleeves up and like get into it with actors. That's something I hadn't done in a really long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I started as an actor when I was a child. Yeah. I wanted ages. to make sure I brought this up. <laughs> I brought this up to you on the side. I'm like, we're going to talk about this yeah. real quick. No, it's totally fine. Cause you know, being able to be an actor from, you know, even it was a long ass time ago, but from ages nine to about 16, yeah. I was able to be in, you know, movies and commercials and, and TV shows and all the stuff. But, um, and I was in acting class the whole time. And even though it was a long time ago, it's still kind of in my DNA and I'm able to, to talk to actors differently because of that experience. So, uh, but other people don't have that experience, right? Yeah. So I would say because you you got your start being an actor pretty much. Yeah, like you'd say. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean that was like my first like you know I'm, I'm from LA, born yeah. and raised in LA, so just being in and around the the movie industry um, was something that you know I've always been around. And then being an actor gave mm -hmm. me access to um, being on set and just loving what was happening around me. And then 
Um, and I'm going to give context. Your first film, was it your first film? It wasn't my first film, but... Okay, one of your first <laughs> films, though, was Minority Report, which is a massive blockbuster movie. Yeah. And you got to play Tom Cruise's son. Yeah. That's pretty fucking tight. Yeah. It, we, yeah. I was working with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. at the time, I knew how cool that was, but now, even more so, I'm older, I'm like... That was that was fucking cool. Do you remember anything specific? Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, um, you know, we shot on this the Sony lot, and uh, I think the role I had was supposed to be like three or four days, and um, Stephen ended up ended up letting me stay on set for like two weeks just to watch them film because I was um, so intrigued by the process and told him I wanted to be a filmmaker, and so he let me stay on set for two weeks, and I got to watch Tom Cruise work and. Um, you know, kind of hang out in the back lot. And that was instrumental in, in me deciding to be a director and really take it seriously. Yeah. You know, from there, you know, is when I really, um, you know, got my first camera, downloaded Final Cut Pro 7 or whatever it was back then and uh, began to create my own films. Yeah. I, I did so, I did similar in college. I don't know if you even knew this, but I was on HBO's Eastbound and Down. Did I ever tell you that? No, I don't think you did. Did you know the show Eastbound? Yeah, and I Down? thought you worked on it, but you were in it. I was a, I was an extra, not as good, not as cool as you. But I was like, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah but, but you still got to be on set and I, watch the like. Yeah, how, you observing you know, Stephen and Tom. I was observing Jody Hill and Danny McBride, and yeah. just like that, I was twenty one at the time in college, and they came to my college to film, and I just thought it was the coolest fucking thing of like being an extra in the scene of this classroom scene, and. Danny McBride just goes improv on everything. Like he knows A to B where to go in the scene, but everything that comes out of his mouth is never the same. But as soon as they all cut, the director's on the floor laughing, like everyone's just geeking out. And I was just like, dude, this is what I want to do in my life. Like yeah. it's like having fun with your friends, just making films and TV shows. Totally. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. cool. Like I got to observe them. You got to observe the legends. I mean, who's more legendary? Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's on that note, like it's awesome what you're doing with Dojo House because you're really creating a solid team around you. And like, um, you know, even even, you know, Spielberg at the highest level, you know, works with the same DP, the same AD, usually the same production designer, editor, composer for years. Yeah. And it's like he really dialed in that team. And that's what makes him Steven Spielberg. And even though we're doing on a much smaller scale now to be able to kind of like form your team and come up with that team uh, is is everything. You know, yeah. you're able to like, you know, everyone it's it makes it more fun. You develop like a secondhand language with everybody like you really grow with people. And I think it's, that's so key. Chemistry is really important. Yeah. Obviously, like we were talking on the last podcast, like <laughs> it's a teamwork, it's a team sport. I yeah. mean, like you literally can treat it like a sports game, but like if you're not meshing with that team, you know, that teammate, uh, you know, you're going to mess up or things are just not going to go the way it should go. And yeah. it's important. The morale you build with like, you know, the DPs, the ADs, like these are all people you lean on to lead your departments. Yeah super important i think we do a good job of keeping the ones we like around and always totally keeping, staying with that yeah 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 and i think you know it's like um at my production connect event yeah uh, last week i definitely want to touch into that yeah yeah i got to have uh hannah lux davis and ev solomon speak ev is an incredible first ad that i've worked with many times and hannah uh is a fellow director who just absolutely kills it in the music video world and somebody that i look up to as a director um, but you know, one of the things that Ev mentioned as a first AD is, is, um, he works in the shadows. It's like, if you do your job really well, sometimes you don't even know, people don't know that you did it. Yeah. And that's just something like when you build a team, you have to check your ego at the door hundred percent. Um, you know, sometimes one person on the team gets all the shot and sometimes it's another person on the team. And that's just what comes with the territory of what we do. Mm-hmm. For sure. And yeah, Production Connect, like you were just saying, like what I've been building with Dojo House internally with the squad, yeah. you're doing it on a way bigger scale of the community. 
uh, Production Connect and yeah. doing it at the Victorian in Santa Monica once a month, first Wednesday of every month. And yeah. it's, you've been doing it since like February, March. Yeah, we're coming up on the fifth, the fifth month. Yeah, um, it's been cool. You know, like it, it kind of like uh, the idea came to me um, during COVID. You know, everybody was on Clubhouse and all these other apps, and these groups were popping up. Um, where like directors would pop up on Clubhouse and talk about, you know, director things with other directors, and it was really cool to see the community come together because uh, it's it's interesting like how much we work together and see each other kind of like work from the sidelines but the community i feel like was a little bit weak in my opinion in terms of like how we support and and also like hang out with each other so um i came up with the idea to do production connect um to be able to have q a's with with people in the film community that i really like look up to and respect and be able to share that with up-and-coming filmmakers uh, who want to come and check it out. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. What have you learned so far in like the last five months that you were surprised that you learned or um, is anything surprising to you so far? Like that you've throwing you an taken? event is very difficult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hosting a Q and a is very difficult. Luck- luckily I have a lot of really great volunteers helping me, yeah. but I learned something new from, from every speaker I bring on. And I think that's what makes it so fun for me is like, I'm genuinely uh, having conversations with people that I look up to and that I think are dope. And, um, I'm asking them questions that, like I would want to know the answer to myself. Um, and then it seems like everybody so far who's there also wants to hear the same, the same things I do. But beyond that, it's like seeing the community, seeing like people you wouldn't normally see together outside of set, hanging out, having a drink. Like for me, that's what, that's what it's about. It's you know? important. It's important. Cause again, like touching back what I said, like the morale, the chemistry you build with yeah. people, like we're on set for 12 hours minimum with these people hot sometimes high intensity like you know decision making and people's tempers get flared but i think what you have is special what you've been doing and like bringing people out and in the other element to come and just like hang out see you in a different light no pressure um and also yeah people get jobs from it i've had directors go and meet other dps there and like oh i love your work and then they you know connect that way so yeah yeah i think it's a really cool thing that you've been doing obviously yeah thanks i love seeing it grow and who knows where it'll go from here but for now, it's just something fun that, you know, I enjoy throwing and I enjoy seeing, hearing stories like that. Yeah. Do you have ideas like where you want to go with it? Like past this? I mean, it's a, it's a you lot of work yeah. just throwing, you know, throwing the event. So I think like for right now, just, you know, focusing on, you know, once a month in Santa Monica, making sure that uh, it's a great event every time. And I'm continuously bringing, bringing in new speakers that, um, have different views and from different, all different walks of life, uh, diverse diversity, you know, that's, what's important to me. And as long as people keep showing up and enjoying it, I'll, I'll keep doing it as long yeah. as I can. No, they're showing up. And I like how you keep going to different directors that are from different production companies or yeah. kind of some different like clicks that come and yeah. come, come see. And it's something I think that's like, the coolest part yeah. about it for me too, is like seeing different production companies show up, um, you know, different producers and people you wouldn't necessarily see in the same room. Because we kind of like, hear about them, like we wouldn't be on set with them because they're like a director and you're a director you're right. on set, but like you're and you hear about them, like we were just saying, like we bid against each other and it's all yeah. friendly camaraderie, you know, competition in a way. But yeah, there's like you know having them come and act on a mutual territory, yeah, uh, neutral territory, and just just be free about talking and give advice and what you've learned because we're all we're all in the situation. We we'll write twenty treatments and zero might come back, and like we get yeah. frustrated with ourselves. And we're wondering what to do. What's who? Why is this guy getting it? What am I doing wrong? But really, it's like we're not here to like play against each other. We're building a community to help each other, and we're just playing the the hands we're dealt, and uh, totally. just going from there. But also, like what you said, 
let me go is like we just gotta go create our own opportunities too yeah and that's what's special that everyone needs to remember too it's like just don't wait for these things to come to you uh, you just got to go create things like mm-hmm. we just did with before I go and just creating things is the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting around waiting for opportunities to happen, you're waiting for the music videos to come your way and they're not coming your way. It's like you, you gotta, you gotta create those own opportunities and create your own lane. Yeah. Cause nobody's going to know what kind of storyteller or director you are until you do it. Yeah. Um, I tell everyone like when everyone's like, it's slow, it's slow. It's like, well, this is the perfect time to go write something or yeah. go shoot something yourself and edit it and put it up on, you know, social media if you want, or just put it out there. And someone's, someone's going to see them like, damn, like that's sick. That unreal engine edit he did. I want him to work for me. Or like, you know, that little like specs thing. Like also people don't even even know it's a spec. Like they can totally, you you can kind of fake, well fake it till you make it. Like just act like you did this for bullet whiskey or something. And then use that to go to a liquor brand. Mm -hmm. And, um, no one needs to know you did that for free or for fun. Just be, I did it for like 20 grand. Yeah, I don't know. they're not going to check you really. Yeah. I mean, maybe they will, but just go and create it. Is totally. Point. And what I love most about Production Connect is the networking opportunities, like you were saying, in between the speakers and being able to bring out people from all different like aspects of film production. Like you show up there and you have like producers, directors, production designers, editors, VFX colorists. people, colorists. Yeah. And, and these are all people like at the highest level of what we do and also just starting out. And that's what's so rad is like you see people who are novices talking with people who are like experts in their craft and being able, you know, there's not many places where you get to see both sides of it kind of come together and people who want to selflessly give back and like really share their knowledge with the next generation of filmmakers. Yeah. No, it's really cool. And Plus you never know who's, you know, PA today could be tomorrow's producer. So facts. I mean, facts like, dude, even like, like, Colin was a PA for me in like 2019 yeah. and then six or eight months later, you guys were doing all those Justin Bieber video dance videos. He's directly yeah. like coordinator. All of a sudden he's producer. Right. It's like, you know, even for me, like I was PAing on stuff, but it's like, you just never know when these PAs all of a sudden will jump up to other things. And it just goes back to like treating people well. Yeah. You never know who's going to be, you know, the next thing. And like, even for like the, nobody gets it label stuff. Like, Wade, my partner on the label, like he has relationships with people that were junior agents at CAA five mm-hmm. years ago doing mailroom shit. WME. Yeah. And now they're had their own artists. And they're like, yo, I remember how cool you were to me when I was in the mailroom or whatever. And I'm gonna come back to you. So just like you never yeah. know where people are gonna jump and climb in this yeah. town. Or I think whatever. you have you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to be able to build your network. Yeah. Um and production connect is is uh I think giving people a platform to do that. Yeah. That's sick. I need to get a hat. I got you. Yeah? Yeah. Sick. Did you bring one? No, but I got you next time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'll come to the next one. I'll, I'll send some here. I'll send a box for you and the and the squad. I'll send you I'll send you back a warrior kit merch merch collection. What's war- warrior? A warrior kit. It's a hoodie, a hat, and a yeah. white belt. Oh, that's a name for the kit. Yeah. I've, I'm going to add a karate, oh, a karate white belt in it, too. That's tight. Yeah, you got to earn your stripes. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's the thing I'm doing. Cool. I'll use the belt to whip my editors when they're going too slow on the keys that's the way to go that's yeah, the way to probably go. cut that out so. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i don't know i like it i'm gonna keep it in um yeah no dude i'm excited for before i go like i'm so happy again we put the time in to do this um i i'm excited like it's done i'm, now. I'm ready for the next one i know i mean i think it's like it's i think crazy the- I, I mean that like i've like i'm so like hungry now after doing that one i'm like i'm ready for the next one like i learned so much from that one like 
it's like it's really is like developing a different type of muscle yeah when you're doing these passion projects yeah um so like well, we're let's not, get we're this not one far in. away i mean like we've been in this industry now it's like this shouldn't scare mm-hmm. us to go make some scripts happen or try to get funding for scripts or go talk to a24 type companies and be like mm-hmm. you know let's work out a distribution deal um we're at the point like we look like we always like kind of second guess ourselves like like sometimes I even feel like imposter syndrome. I'm like, Am yeah, I really like eping this like million dollar kind of thing. It's like, no, you are. And you're, you are ready. Like you're ready for it. It's the same way here. It's like, dude, we should just go keep making scripts happen, get the funding, figure out distribution. We know everyone in this town and go make stuff. And yeah, people also want that. Like you kind of touched on like that. Like, you know, we don't have to answer to like a label or a client. The DP really can be a DP. Like we can really be, not that they're not, but like we, you can explore more when it's like these kind of things we just did with before I go. Yeah. 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 You can definitely, yeah. You can explore the limits of your creativity and like really push yourself. And I think like, you know, you touched on mental health. Like it's so important. The passion projects, I feel like really reignite your, your, at least for me, like the, you know, your love for filmmaking and storytelling, because, um, you know, sometimes you're doing commercials and music videos, you're, you're, you know, not always doing what you want for you right you're like servicing a client and so to be able to balance that with um doing your own things on the side i think is like key for your mental health and like keeping your creativity high yeah i just got back from like a trip in europe and it was the first time like i was just walking around europe with my camera in my hands again since probably like 2021 and just taking photos of like congruent architecture just like people and it was so like cleansing and like comforting to still get back with with the creativity in your hands and your eye. Yeah, just do it without any deliverables or this is what the client wants. It's like I'm just gonna walk around Copenhagen, Amsterdam, and just take photos and inspiration. And it's kind of reignited. Just you, you kind of need those little like you know I don't know what to call it like restarts or just like fresh breaks. Yeah, totally. Whatever it is, but it's so important for directors, producers, people that are creating just like create themselves or go away and get inspired yeah. again and just take a yeah. moment away from yeah. things yeah I, mean, I think there's seasons for everything so it's like i've been trying to get better at, at balancing you know my my work life with everything else and it's like there are seasons where it's like work 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 and then you got to know when it's the season for like all right take a minute to yourself you know to reset go on a trip do a project for you it's um, so important do even like go paint like do something like you know completely different just to kind of like cleanse cleanse yourself and like you know clear your head no, and then come back important. to it and then you know restart the season yeah like it's important because even like i'll find like trying to write scripts or whatever you know like taking a moment away and come back from it two days later you're like oh okay i can pick up here rather than like you're stuck on a section or yeah. a scene or something it's like i don't know it's good for your health to like get away from it from sometimes yeah totally yeah, and get re-inspired we just had a little malfunction but that's the early steps of a podcast that we're gonna figure out later um, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, all good. We're figuring out as we go. We're you know, figuring out as the most we go. important thing is starting. Dude, right? That's, you know, that's... it's like it doesn't have to be perfect. And that's the thing with Production Connect, too, is like, I didn't know. I still don't know really what I'm doing, but every month gets better. I feel like and you just figure it out as you go. Yeah. Same thing for directing. It's like if you are hesitant to start because you feel like you don't know everything, like you're just going to get in your own way. Like you just got to start and like learn as you go because the reality is like nobody knows like completely what they're doing everybody's just figuring it out (laughs) nobody gets it nobody gets it that's that's the tie did i did i already ask you though like your to give me your answer on nobody gets it like what is it yeah yeah i already asked you that yeah but i I could yeah like tell me like i think it's like you know nobody i mean i'm sure everybody you've had on this podcast says something similar but it's like nobody gets like 
um, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. Nobody gets really, you know, how much work goes into your craft offset, um, you know, whether it's building relationships, you know, booking the job, bringing in clients um, or just like working on your craft. You know, it's like it's the same thing with like going to the gym. Right. It's like you have leg day, you have chest and back day and biceps and triceps day. It's like the same thing for directing. It's like you really have to work on it outside of like just stepping on set. You know, same thing for like an athlete. It's like if they only shot hoops like right before the game, it's like how good would they be in the game, right? It's like yeah. you really have to think about the time in between jobs and how much time you're putting into into the craft. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yep. Try things out. Don't be afraid to just go out there with a camera. Yeah, and, and don't be afraid it. to fail too. Like yeah. I think failure propels you forward more than success does, honestly. Yeah. Like you learn so much from failure. And sometimes failure is success. Yeah. You know, sometimes you land somewhere that you didn't expect, but is 10 times better than what you planned. There's been so many music videos. I mean, every music video is something, you know, something like goes wrong or you have to, you know, you start late because the artist was late or like you have to cut a setup or you have to change your approach to a scene. And then you you f problem solve in real time and you figure out a different approach. And then you're like, wow, this is better than anything that we actually planned for. Yeah. So it's like you just have to figure out how to be malleable in those moments. But that comes with like, you know, having faith and trust in your craft and like the, the practice you put into it. Yeah. So that's my, my long-winded answer. No, me. that's a great answer. And I love, I mean, yeah, we learn from our failures. There's been a lot of hiccups on set. I think my worst hiccup was getting <laughs> permits wrong and having a <laughs> cop show up and shut us down. You ever it had ha that happen? I've had that happen once. It was not fun. It happened twice. Yeah. 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 But I bet you that won't happen to you again. And when yeah, you're shooting... <laughs> Just kidding. I might still try to cut, undercut that cost. Yeah. No, I don't know. That was a bad one. Yeah. But at least my artist. Didn't but look, care. it's a it's a great story now that you can you get to share on our podcast. And yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, these these are little things that like you learn from, and not to oversight. And uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like what I tell all these interns, like the best way you're going to learn is just being thrown in the fire. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like you just said, like you learn from your successes, your failures. Like it's all a learning lesson. We still learn as we go. You're learning stuff on Production Connect, I'm learning mm -hmm. stuff at Dodros. We learned a lot on Before I Go. Mm -hmm. Um, mainly in the post stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's just like, you know, if things happen, it's not the end of the world. No one died or hopefully no one died, but, um, yeah, we learn, we learn from our, our failures. Yep. Yeah. Well, dude, I am happy that we made the time that you made time yeah, to come on the Snowy Gets podcast. I know I kind of forced you to do this. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's just, you no, know, it was, it was an easy ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy ask. I want the core individuals to help me start this out. Yeah. You made it really easy to talk to. Um, and yeah. Congrats to you on the podcast and all your success with Dojo House. I feel like what you, you know, investing in people is a smart move. And you're going to, you're growing so fast because of that, because you really do invest in people and Thanks, people man. you believe in, directors that you believe in, and they're going to pay that back tenfold to you. So, yeah, I believe that too. Cool. Cool. Awesome. leave the bar at 2 a.m. and be like, yo, you want to come to this after party? Absolutely. We were yes men. We didn't say no to much. <laughs> Anything that was coming, it's like, oh, you want to do this? Absolutely. Yeah. We're in. <laughs> <laughs>